Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are rising above life's difficult circumstances and taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They are using their gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast inspires other women to take action and use their gifts to impact the world. As life ebbs and flows, we can find ourselves wondering what God is calling us to in the season we find ourselves in. How can we discover if what we're doing lines up with God's plans and timing? In today's episode, God Wants to Spark Something New in You, I welcome my friend Misty Phillip. Misty shares how God sparked something unexpected and new in her that changed the trajectory of her calling. Countless others are being positively impacted by this one step out in faith. Hear how that all came about and the message of encouragement that she has for you. Her story will inspire you, so listen in while I have a chat with Misty Phillip. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am excited to welcome my friend Misty Phillip today. She's a wife, a mom. She's the host of the By His Grace podcast and the author of The Struggle is Real, But So Is God. She's the founder of the Spark Christian Podcast Conference and co-founder of the Rocket Podcast membership that just began for podcasters. What I love is how Misty says that she is passionate about encouraging women to overcome challenges in life by seeking Jesus, studying the word, and growing in grace. Welcome to the podcast today, Misty. Thank you for being on the show. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This is so amazing. I'm so blessed. I met you at the Spark Podcast Conference, which what I loved about that conference was that you were so accessible. All the speakers were so accessible. And so we were able to really just be fellowshipping together. It felt like a fellowship. Yeah, that was really important to me to build community, to have fellowship. I had been to a couple of conferences in preparation for my conference in that short uh, time span as I was preparing. And I noticed the difference in two different um, conferences that I went to. One was really large and had incredible speakers that were completely inaccessible. Mm -hmm. And the other one was a decent size and the speakers were all accessible. The founders were accessible and it just made for this sense of community. And the other part of that is sometimes we get stuck in what we're doing. And if we have access to somebody further down the road than we are, that could make all the difference in the world. And those conversations, if we could just get five minutes with somebody who's been doing this for a couple of years and ask them that one question, it could change the trajectory of where we're going. And so that was a a goal intentionally going into it that I wanted to be accessible. I wanted the speakers to be accessible and I wanted a sense of community. Yes. That's amazing. I love how you describe that. And it just reminds me so much of the discipleship process, Absolutely. Like, you know, that we're all disciples. And then this is like discipleship, you know, is when we go to someone that's been where we've been and now a little farther down the road, because we can always teach people 
what we know, but we don't have to know everything. We just have to know a little bit more than the person behind us that we can help them and lift them up. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And let me just say, I also, I don't like the whole celebrity culture that we live in as well, that we prop people up and put them on a pedestal mm-hmm. above like we're all just people. We're all yeah. just people. We're all sinful people. We're all, um, you know, a work in progress, but we're just people. And sometimes when, you know, we don't give access to people and, and in our minds, we put them in a place that they shouldn't be. And only Jesus deserves that place. And mm-hmm. so um, it's, that's a tricky thing in, in, in our culture as well. And so, you know, everybody, yeah. we're all just people. Yeah, that so lines up with what I was reading this morning in First Corinthians, because Paul was talking about somebody waters plants, and it's God that does the increase. So don't follow man, you know, follow the gospel, follow the truth, the Lord, you know, so Misty, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion and conviction intersect in this fierce calling God has for you. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I had a broken past and then I came to the Lord and wanted to forget completely everything that had happened in my past. Um, and I don't think that that's super healthy. Um, but I, you know, I, I started on this other trajectory, um, and ended up homeschooling my kids for, I'm just finishing that season of 20 years. And, um, and, and then, you know, I started to look ahead about what was going to happen, you know, after this season and God put on my heart to, to share my story, to, um, talk about the difficult things that I had been through in so that I could help someone, um, who's just now going through it because that's what the scripture says is that we go through things so that we can, um, help others who are going through those things. And I also realized that I was the older woman and that I was to teach younger women. And so I started blogging that, uh, to prepare to write a Bible study. It took me three years to write that study, but you know, I think that study right now today in the day that we are living in with a global pandemic and um, the coronavirus and being stuck in our homes, we are all struggling. We are grieving the loss of graduations and not being able to have the freedom to do the things we normally do. Kids aren't able to go to school, weddings, funerals, like our whole life has been turned upside down. And so, you know, when I was writing it, I didn't see the great impact that it would have today, which has been really interesting. But since I started that journey, it has been a series of just saying yes to God, you know, being afraid, not sure, um, trying to figure out, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? But just really coming back to the Lord and saying, what is it that you would have me to do? And from the Bible study led to the podcast. And then I started to see, wow, God, if my podcast can have this kind of impact and reach people all over the world, which is what we're called to do, to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. I thought, what, how cool would it be if we gathered a bunch of us together who all have the same passion, who believe in you to stir one another up to good works? Cause that's what Hebrews says, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, to use our voices during this time to, to impact the kingdom. And so that's what led to spark. And, um, it's just been an incredible journey. 
I love that. And I love that it's called Spark because that was just so perfect. Because, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So I love how you were talking about that. And thank you so much for validating the fact that there are losses and there is a grief process, even though we as believers are called to look at it through what God is doing. And there are so many good things. There are things that we're grieving that we weren't able to do, especially people who had to cancel their weddings or graduation and things like that. So that is really meaningful. And sometimes just to be able to hear someone validate that out loud, it's very comforting that it is, you know, hard. Yeah. And, and just like my past, when I didn't deal with my past, you know, it will creep up. So I think we need to acknowledge those feelings, grieve, the losses and then move on and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, right? Because um, none, God is sovereign over all that has happened and he has allowed this to happen. So let's look for the beauty in what he's allowed to happen because I think that there've been many difficult things that have happened. There's also been some really incredible things. One of the things I've noticed is people have had to get more creative mm -hmm. because they couldn't celebrate birthdays or, or different things. And so they're coming up with ways to, you know, have a party where everybody drives by and honks at them or people can't see their their elderly family in the nursing home so they go stand outside the window like we've had to think outside the box mm -hmm. and we serve a creator god he is the creator of the universe and we are made in his image and so we are made to create as well and so that has been i think a beautiful thing that i've seen and 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 families that have come together that have had time to just be and to seek him together and to pray. And I really feel like we're going to come out of the other side of this with a whole new appreciation for God, for life and, um, and revival. Mm, absolutely. Amen to that. And um, yeah, it is allowing us to see even in still photos, the powerful messages that we're getting. Like, for example, I saw a photo that uh, my friend Danielle shared when her son came to visit, but she had like a glass storm door and he was on one side and she was on the other and they were like touching their hands together. And she was, you could just see in her face, a mama's heart wanting to reach out and hug her kid. And I, I know I feel that way too. And we're all feeling that way, but those images are so powerful and for us to learn from them. So yeah, that is definitely something we can look back on too. So Thank you for sharing that. And I love earlier too, how you were talking about how as we get older and more mature in Christ as women, that we're to mentor the younger women and we're to teach them things. And I love that Titus 2 model. And that is so important. So I think that's going to also encourage women right now who aren't sure what God is leading them to do, that that is one thing that God tells us that we need to do. So even if it's just one young woman that we could take under our wing just to minister to. So I love that. In your life, I know you have a lot that you are doing in ministry and you have quite a story of how God has brought you through so many different things. How did the book come about? The struggle is real, but so is God. Yeah. So 
the immediate large event that had happened right before was that I broke both of my arms. Mm -hmm. And as a mom in a house full of boys that is used to, you know, homeschooling and kind of doing everything for everyone, um, God just sat me down and I couldn't do anything for myself. And it was during that time, the only thing that I could really do, because think about it. I mean, you can't use your, I couldn't use my hands at all. So I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't wash my face, brush my hair, brush my teeth. It was a very humbling experience for me because my children had to feed me. You know, I am the one who always like fed them, cooked for them, went to the grocery store, did all these things. I couldn't do any of that. And so there was an aspect of just humility. And then the other aspect of just prayer, because that was the one thing that I could do is I could pray a lot. And so it was a beautiful time um, with the Lord as difficult and as painful as it was. God really showed himself mightily to me and showed me that I didn't have to do anything because I'm a workhorse. Like Mm -hmm. I am type A, very driven, um, Midwestern and, uh, you know, I'm just like, let's get it done. And so I've come from a family that are workhorses, right? We just, we do, but in God's economy, if we translate that to our walk with him, then we feel like there are things that we have to do, Mm -hmm. um, to try to make ourselves right with him. And there's nothing that we can do because Jesus did it all for us. And, when we can understand how great his love is for us, that changes everything. And that's what God did for me during that time, because I could only be still and know that he is God. And, um, I mean, who tries to write a book with two broken arms, (laughs) (laughs) right? But it, it, it became so clear that I had a lot to share. And that's when the process began is right when I began healing from, you know, it took me about a year to recover from that injury because it was so severe. Mm-hmm. Um, but God was so good to me and so faithful to me during that time. And we, it was a, just a sweet time, you know, with him. So, wow, I, I didn't know about that part of your story <clears throat> that you had broken both your arms and I love how you were talking about your children having to feed you and that just seems so precious for them like that. However, things like that impact our own lives. We can also see how it impacts the lives of the people we love and those around us and what they're learning from it as well. And so the tables were turned a little bit and then they had to take care of mom. So that was pretty special. And I love also how you explained that process and how God was calling you to just be still and that we, you know, we do take a lot of things for granted that we do with our arms that we can't do if we don't have our arms, but that nothing that we do, like you say, I mean, we're to be doers of the word and not hearer only, but even though that is an important scripture, it doesn't mean we have to do to earn God's love is how, you know, I was hearing you explain that, which is amazing. And then it reminds me of what's going on right now. He's stripped a lot of things away to enable us to hear his voice louder and to draw near and to really take away some things that were probably like idols in our lives, you know? Absolutely. My husband, I love the way he said, he said, it's like, God is like tapping us on the shoulder saying, hello, hello. (laughs) Like you're not listening to me. So I'm going to reset the world so that you can hear me because yeah, there's a lot of things that 
that we can be busy doing. And I think when we do have that love relationship with Christ, we want to serve and we serve not because we have to, but we serve out of a place of love for our creator. And because he has given us each work to do, there are good works that we are all to walk in. And so we do that out of a place of of rest and, and abundance, but you're absolutely right. He has stripped us of many things, I think, to get our full attention and for us to get back to our first love. Mm, yes, for sure. That is wonderful and beautiful. You know, we really have to rethink and relook at things that we might need to let go of and yeah. just not pick up like a pruning process, which can be painful. <laughs> so it's never easy to be pruned of things. <laughs> yeah, but it but it produces such good fruit, mm, right? For the sure. Process produces good fruit. And anything that does not produce good fruit it will be cut off, right? Because mm. he is the vine and we are the branches. And mm. if we're not producing good fruit, then you know it will be cut off. Yes. And speaking of producing good fruit, you've been homeschooling your kids. You're a homeschool mama for what, 20 years, I think you said. So what kind of encouragement can you share for those mamas right now and their husbands probably trying to help as well that are, were kind of like almost thrown into this environment where they were also homeschooling their kids? Yeah. So I've been calling it crisis schooling because it's not homeschooling in the way that I homeschooled because I was intentional with my homeschooling and they didn't, they didn't choose this. Mm -hmm. So it's been thrust upon them, but I think that there are lessons that they can learn. And if you look at your homeschooling and in this time that the Lord has given you with your children, if you will see it as a moment of discipleship, because the Bible talks about teach them in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they won't depart. It says, and when do you teach them? You teach them when you get up and you, when you sit down to dinner and when you walk. And so that's what homeschooling really is. It is such an incredible time to work on their character. It's a good time for your character to be refined. But I think practically, you know, if you implement good time management, if you're intentional with the time, use it to, um, to not only to educate them, but to build those family ties and strengthen those relationships. I think that everyone who's going through this right now is going to come out on the other side of this better and stronger for it. If they just relax, because I think sometimes we get so like, ah, I have to do all the things. And you know what? No. And if they don't learn everything that that they're supposed to learn this year, they may learn some other things that they they really and truly need to know that might be even more important in terms of developing their character than whether they have learned every single thing that they would have learned when they were in school. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely makes sense. That is so encouraging. I know that's going to help some people today for sure. And I love how you uh, described that it, it's a difference between, you know, some have been kind of thrown into it when it wasn't really a choice that they had. And it does feel like a crisis, but Earlier, when you were talking about when we're doing things that God has called us to do, that we do it from a place of rest. Yeah. Just hearing that was refreshing because we have to remember that we need to be rested and that is so important and resting in him and just having that peace about 
it's all going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, and these kids are going to remember this. They're going to look back and say, remember that time, you know, they're going to tell their kids and their grandkids, like these stories are going to travel for generations, you know? So it's important that we be intentional about the moment that we have right now. Yeah. But I think if we're intentional with this time, if we develop good habits and routines and follow schedules, those things can really help because our kids crave us. They really, they're used to having that schedule. They go from this class to this class to this class. And although that's not going to be like that in our home, we can go from subject to subject to take a break, to take a walk, to, you know, eat lunch, to all of the different things. And if we can kind of follow a consistent schedule, I think that that really, really helps. And then just be open to the time that you have together and cherish it as a season, right? Because it's not forever. It will pass. Um, But if you can find the good in the season, I think that if you can just appreciate it, um, I think that everybody will be better off on the other side. Yes, definitely. I love that. That is just such wisdom from the Lord right there because it's true. And kids do like structure in their life. So they like structure. And even, you know, we look all along in the, in the word, God has used patterns and things to follow in certain ways. And so that's really encouraging. I was looking at some of the things that you were sharing with me before the podcast. And I love how you say that you want to encourage women to chase their dreams and follow God's call. If you could expand a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the best way to do that would be to talk about the Spark Conference in that I was actually in the process of writing another book and I was trying to really work on that. And it was not it was really hard. And I was, I was actually physically making myself ill, trying to get this other book done in a certain amount of time and all these things that I thought I needed to do. And that's when my husband came to me and he said, baby, he said, I think you're just flattered that an agent wants to work with you and that you really shouldn't be writing this book right now that you should be focusing on your podcast. And I, you know, I took that to heart and, and I saw the impact that my podcast was having. But then what I did was I went like really desperate for an answer from the Lord and said, where does my season, because I'm in the last year of homeschooling my son. So I don't want to miss that. Right. Mm. Where does my gifting and my calling. So some of the other things that I do, I have a mastermind group of women that meets in my home every month. And I've been doing that for four years and I, I love it. And I don't want to give that up. So I pour into authors and speakers and bloggers and entrepreneurs, and it's just a sweet, sweet time. And then I also run the Christian women in media for the Houston area. And so I love gathering people. Um, I love hospitality. That is, I love to throw a party, right? (laughs) And so I'm like, where do all of these things line up for such a time as this? And that's when the Lord put the Spark Conference on my heart. And, you know, from there, I, I just prayed through and then it was, kind of crazy because I'm like, are you sure Lord, like in four months I'm supposed to do this. And, uh, so, you know, I think that we're all gifted and we all have a calling. And I think that going back to the, the season. So, you know, I had my time, uh, where I was a corporate, um, I worked for Enron back in the day and that was a season of my life. And I left 
my um, corporate career to come home to homeschool my kids. And that was a season. And then now I'm in this new season of writing and speaking and podcasting and entrepreneurship. And I think if we just put it before the Lord and say, if you don't know, what are my giftings? What am I called to do? Because we're each called for a purpose and he's got good, good works that only you can do, that only I can do, that only the listeners can do. And everything that has happened in my life up to this point has equipped me for what God has for me to do. And it's the same with you. And it's the same with the person on the other end that's listening to this. God has a purpose. You just have to ask him. And I think that that is a prayer that he wants to answer. He wants to come to us and say, how can I use my gifts for you? So I think that's what I'd say. Yes, that is amazing. And that answer right there is just ask him. I love that, how you just said, just ask him because we need not be anxious, right? He tells us not to be anxious. So he's like, well, I'm waiting for us to have this conversation so that we can talk about what you're to do next and what you're not to do. Because it is hard sometimes because there are so many things that are good. We just have to know what lines up with God's will, right? And yeah, what and things I we need to let go. Yeah, that means we we may have to say no to certain things. And understanding our season, I think, is important too, because there's no way for me personally, for the way that I operate, that I could have done the things that I am doing now when my children were young. And plus our family circumstances, because I had a special needs son, I lost several babies during that time in homeschooling. I couldn't have written and spoken at that time because I didn't have the capacity, but you know, this is something in this season that I'm called to do. Cause I think sometimes we try to rush our season. And so we have these dreams or these goals or these desires, things that we want to do. But if we really evaluate our season, it may not be the right time. It doesn't mean that the answer is no, it just might be not right now. And if we can really heed the Lord and just follow his leading. And, and like you said earlier, be still and know and wait on him because his timing is perfect. And he is not going to let us miss our calling. Hmm. That's very encouraging right there, because oftentimes that could be something of a concern. Like, what if I don't hear his voice? What if I miss? But, but you're right. I mean, if we're seeking him and we're talking with him and how precious that the spirit prompted your husband, like your hubby to come and say, you know what, babe, this is not the time for this, which is really so amazing because I'm sure too, that was quite a blessing to that agent who wanted you to write this book, but probably so appreciated that you came back and said that it wasn't the right time because yeah. that, that was just being a good steward of your time and what God wanted you to do right then. And knowing that when it is the right time that we can do it with excellence and we can do it with the spirits move and help and all of that. So thanks for sharing that. That is so cool. And you can throw a great party, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> Spark, that was so amazing. If anyone that's listening is, you know, thinking about podcasting. Now, there, there are many listeners that have no desire whatsoever or don't feel led or called or anything. And all of the things that we talked about can really apply to all different types of callings and all different ways that God calls us. But if somebody is being called to begin a podcast, 
yeah. So what's happening next in that arena for you with Spark and that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, we were super excited after Spark and it, ready to jump on and plan the next year's Spark event. But in the works, I had this project that I'd been working on um, with a colleague in the industry who I just felt like we were very complimentary, our gifting and our calling that we lined up together. We were interested in doing kind of some of the same things. And, and that is providing ongoing training and encouragement because podcasting is not easy, you know, especially for somebody who's not technical. There's a lot of technical aspects for it, but there's also, you know, something called pod fade, which it's because the work is hard. I mean, it requires several hours a week. For those of you who are listening, Doris spends a lot of time in thought and prayer and planning and preparation and recording and editing and production. It is a labor of love. And so you don't want to grow weary in doing good. And so we want to encourage people, but also continue to provide that training and that sense of community. And I think now it's even more important since we've had to put the planning of Spark 2021 temporarily on hold. You know, we have formed this Rocket Podcast community and it's just so sweet to see the people that the Lord has brought together it is really going to be an iron sharpening iron mm -hmm. and a place for encouragement. I don't have all the answers. Eric doesn't have all the answers, but I think if we come together and um, say, this worked for me or that worked for me, or, or just for me to say, Doris, what are you working on? And you know, what are you dreaming about next? And then to hold you accountable and say, you said you were going to do this. How's that coming along? Mm -hmm. you know, we need that community and accountability. And I'm super excited because we are, um, we're also inviting people from the industry to come in. And it's almost like a mini conference. Every week we have new speakers that are um, coming into the community to speak to their particular skill. And so it's, it's exciting. And um, I can't wait to see where God takes, takes that venture. That's awesome. Yeah, that is amazing too, because it lines up exactly like what you were saying earlier about when people are a little further along that they can help those who are coming up behind them and to encourage. And because it is easy to just give up because things can feel hard when we don't know what we're doing and we can Google a lot, but that takes a long time. <laughs> so, right. So it's good to have mentors that really not only there's a lot of difference between what I'm seeing through Spark and Rocket versus, you know, some of other groups out there, you know, and I'm not saying all groups are bad or the secular world doesn't have a lot to offer, but we can tell like that it is something that you truly want to do for someone else. It's not about money and that kind of thing. It's just about furthering the kingdom and helping people reach people for Christ. And that is an amazing purpose. And that's a call that we all have together. So this community is really growing and it's awesome. And so I would encourage anyone right now who is listening to check that out. And Misty, how can people connect with you? Tell us about your podcast and how they can find you online and what all the different places that you are. 
Yeah. So I am pretty much everywhere online. MistyPhillip.com is my home base. That is where you can find my books and my blog and my podcast. And then there are links to my other adventures in podcasting with the Spark Conference and Rocket Podcast Community. And so I'm on all of the social media platforms as Misty Phillip, as Spark PodCon and Rocket Podcast Community. And I'll be sure to put all of those links in the show notes so Great. people can find you. And remember that Philip does not have an S on the end. It's yes. Philip, not Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to remember that. It's important. Just if they're thinking about podcasting or just want more information, it's an amazing way to find out if this is what God is calling them to do. If they feel that tug on their heart. Absolutely. And just listening to your podcast, you know, some may not even have ventured into that area yet of actually just even listening, even if you're not going to feel like you need to start one, just listening to the podcast can just bless you and help you bless other people from the things that, you know, God shares and puts on your heart. Yeah. And I've been really blessed to have some incredible guests on my podcast that I'm just you know, I'm like, Lord, I get to do this. Like I get to have these incredible conversations with mm -hmm. these people who are taking their God-given messages into the world and using their gifts for God's glory. And it's just so fun, isn't it? It is so fun. It is. It's very humbling. It's such a privilege to be able to talk to people who have the same heart and just want to share what God is doing in their life so that it will help encourage and inspire others to take action yeah. and do something. Because I know there's so many women out there who feel stuck and they don't know what to do next. So just taking that one step and just like asking God, as you said earlier, which is something everyone can just do, like have that time with God and just listen to the Lord and how the spirit leads and just evaluate what am I passionate about? What is, where's my compassion? What is my conviction? And see what God puts that all together into, into chasing your dream and following God's call, just like you said. Yeah. And we don't have to have it all together. I mean, I stepped out time after time after time afraid, you know, from the time I started homeschooling, I had no idea how to homeschool my kids. You know, I had no idea what that looked like, but God just wants our obedience to him. And he, if he calls us to something, he will equip us. So whether it's starting a podcast or homeschooling your kids or whatever it is that God is calling you to do, if he's called you to just step out, do it afraid and um, allow him to equip you because when we are weak, that's when he can shine and he is strong. Mm. Like you said, just step out in faith and he's looking for our obedience. It's like, just put your toe in the water and watch how he parts it for you, you know, yeah. to just walk yeah. across. So, well, I had such a great time talking with you. You're just Thank awesome. You so you're, yeah, you're the kind of person that someone can talk to and feel like they've known you forever. Aw, which well, I love, which yeah. I love. So thank you so much, Misty, for being here. And I just look forward to seeing what God continues to do in your ministry life and how you're helping others follow what they're called to do. Thank you, Doris. Thanks for having me on Fierce Calling. And I can't wait to see what all God does with your podcast as well. It, it's, um, it, I love watching people step out into their gifting and their calling. And, and I love your show. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And I hope to have you on again sometime. Thank you. Be blessed, friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. 
I hope Misty's story inspired you to seek God and to listen for His voice and His direction for your next steps. What He has for you may surprise you. And remember, He has and will continue to equip you all along the way. You can connect with Misty at mistyphilip.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to pick up her Bible study, The Struggle is Real, But So is God, and check out her podcast, By His Grace. All of those links will be in the show notes for you. I'd love to stay connected as well and would so appreciate if you would take time to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review because that will help others find it too. Thanks, friend. Then hop on over to my blog, daraswift.com, and scroll down on the right sidebar for some free gifts like my fear-fighting scripture verse resource. God is in control and still on the throne, friend. His mercies are new every morning, and He has plans for your life. Take time today and ask Him what He has for you in this season that you're in. As Misty said, He loves those kinds of prayers and wants to answer them. Even if things seem quiet, trust that He will reveal your next steps in due time, His time. I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman to share where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.